Hey guys, hope you're all doing super duper well. Um, quick thing, as always, before we get into the podcast, November and December will be remarkable. We're going to host two fantastic, remarkable, outstanding um, online sessions. First of all, 25th November. For the first time ever, we are hosting a online future fuel app where we talk about um, the future of operational fuel management in the airline industry. Um, already more than 100 experts from airlines um, registered. Um, we have people from Lufthansa as speakers. We have people from other airlines as speakers. Of course, we'll also do a speech and a lot of room for discussion. So head over to LinkedIn, head over to Facebook, search for Future Fuel Lab and make sure to join that outstanding um, conference 25th of November. And one more thing, um, 2nd of December, we will have a special edition of our AWOL product update. Also a online event, um, search for AWOL product update and make sure to join that too. We, will, we, are going to, um, we are going to launch a bunch of fantastic new features to our product, so make sure you don't miss that. And now let's get into the podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to the ID1 Audio Experience. Super happy to have you with me again today. Um, I was planning actually to have this episode today on the topic of feed-based KPI solutions again. Um, nonetheless, I, I had to change my plans. Why did I have to change my plans? Um, because we've received so many feedback um, from you regarding our yesterday's um, yesterday's episode, yesterday's podcast episode, but also on the blog, blog post we've, uh, we published, I think two, two days ago, right? Yeah, two days ago um, about um, electronic fueling and why airlines are urged to um, implement electronic or digital fueling processes um, at the moment. What, what this has to do with, um, with Corona, with COVID-19, and we've, we've received so many um, questions, or a lot of questions, definitely, on, on the topic of electronic fueling in general. And that's why we, we changed our plans. Um, we, we skipped uh, the, the planned episode um, to tomorrow, and we will focus on electronic fueling again today. And we put together um, 14 rapid-fire questions um, about electronic fueling. And I'm now going to answer those questions in order to um, bring some more, um, yeah, to, to give you some more insights and, and, and know how about electronic fueling. Because as I mentioned, we, we received so many, so many feedback. So we, we saw that there is a, um, there's still a lot of questions about the topic and we thought it really makes sense to provide some, some answers um, on, on the most relevant questions we've, we've received from you. So long story short, let's, let's get it started right ahead. Um, first question, and I, I really have to apologize for that because this was, this was mainly my, my fault. Um, a question a lot of people asked us is, um, what's actually the difference between electronic fueling, digital fueling, digital fueling process, e-fueling? So what, what's the difference be, be, between those, um, those, those words or between those um, uh, definitions? 
And as I said, I, I have to apologize for, for that because uh, that was actually my mistake. Um, since the, actually the, there is no difference between those terms. Electronic fueling, digital fueling, e-fueling, digital, digital fueling process, it all means the same. But uh, unfortunately, um, I am just using different words uh, in, in, my, in my blog posts, um, in, in my podcast. Um, sometimes I'm talking about e-fueling, sometimes about digital fueling. It all means the same. There is no difference. E-fueling is, is simply an abbreviation of electronic fueling. And, and digital fueling, yeah, probably I'm using it because it, it sounds a bit more, a bit fancier, let's call it that way, digital fueling. Um, but, but still, it's all about the, 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 the same. I think IATA is using the term electronic fueling, if I'm, if I'm informed. Is that right? Yeah, electronic fueling. So I, I will now try in the future to also use the word electronic fueling in order to, to avoid those um, uh, confusion at, at that point. So whenever you read electronic fueling, digital fueling, digital fueling process, e-fueling, it all means, means the same. And that, that brings me to, to the second question. Um, what is electronic fueling actually about? Um, and I, I will give you a very sh short, precise answer uh, on that. Um, if, if you want to, to go into the details, I really invite you to um, visit, visit our, our blog, www.id1.de slash blog, and just search for um, fueling, e-fueling, probably it's better to search for fueling, um, and you will find a lot of blog posts um, describing and introducing and providing a lot of details um, about this, this topic, how it works, um, what's required for that, what are the benefits of it, how other airlines using it. So you will find a lot of things on, on our blog um, and you can read through all the details and I'm, I'm just writing a very short and precise answer. So electronic fueling is Basically, it is aiming to digitize an airline's fueling process. That, that, that is the goal behind. That means today's procedures, fueling procedures, are highly manual. The fuel order is often a, a manual face-to-face -face, um, process. The receipts are handed over paper-based manually. Um, and digital fueling aims, aims for digitizing, or electronic fueling, sorry, as you see, I'm still making the mistake, electronic fueling, aims to digitize this, this entire process. And therefore, a, a so-called data distribution platform connects airlines on the one side and fuel provider or interplane agents on the other side. Um, and accordingly, this platform is then used to exchange all fuel-related messages, all fuel-related fuel information, which are currently um, exchanged verbally, um, manually. Um, I'm talking, for example, about the initial flight plans, the fuel order, process milestones um, from, from the fueling provider, the order has been accepted, um, truck is on its way, fueling starts, fueling ends, um, uplift information, fuel received acknowledgement, um, no fuel indicator, everything that's fuel related, every information, every message that is fuel related is um, transferred to a digital um, form and therefore the complete manual, the complete face-to-face, -face, the entire verbal process is being eliminated. This is the goal and this is what, what electronic fueling is about. Question number three, what is required to use electronic fueling, fueling at an airline? Uh, again, short answer um, on that one. For an airline, it's, it's 
Yes, simply it's, uh, it's, it's only necessary to connect to a fueling data distribution platform. I just mentioned that this, those data platforms that connects airlines and, and fuel provider and that are interchanging or exchanging the, the, the messages, the information that are sent back and forth between those two parties. Um, and, and there are several approaches to do that for, for an airline. Airlines, for example, can connect their, their flight planning system in order to send out fuel orders. They can connect their um, ACARS system, for example, or their electronic flight bags um, can be connected. So there are different ways how to do it. Um, uh, and of course, what, what's important is that the, the, the required fuel provider is also connected to this um, data distribution platform. So what's, what's, what's need to be done? Um, airline has to connect to such a platform, fuel providers has to be connected. Um, and I think there's a more detailed question on that later on. So I leave it with, with those high level explanation at, at this, uh, for this question. Uh, yeah, exactly, here's question number four. I was thinking about this one. Is it available at, at every airport? Uh, no. Not every airport uh, or respectively every fuel provider is e-fueling ready, is, is ready to, to uh, support electronic fueling. Um, the, the number of airports where electronic fueling is offered is, is, is already quite considerable and it's, it's also steadily growing from, from my point of view. And we, we've put together a list of airports that are at least connected to the solution we are offering. Of course, there are other solutions out there, but um, we, we don't have the details about those solutions. Um, so far, from from our solutions point of view, we have connected, um, let me think, I think roughly 50, I think 45, 46 different airports that are currently connected to um, to electronic fueling. And this, as I said, this number is steadily growing, um, but not, not every airport in the world definitely is, is uh, connected to e-fueling right now. Um, how do airlines benefit from from electronic fueling? Yeah, the, the, uh, yeah. proper sales question. Very good. And um, again, don't want to go too much in details about that. Um, the, the, the benefits they, they actually they cover cover a, a, a wide variety of topics. Increased efficiency, um, data quality, very important aspect. Data quality can be massively increased since there is no. Um, um, a lot of potential sources for mistakes, manual sources are eliminated, everything is digital. So it's a huge increase in, in, in terms of data quality. Um, Fuel-related delays can be, uh, can be minimized. And there are financial savings, for example, um, due to the no-fuel indicator possibilities. And again here, I think that what you can do is to, to have a look at our blog, po uh, blog uh, where we put together uh, a few success stories from um, from, from, from airlines, what they've achieved with implementing electronic fueling. And I think this is always better to, to read what, what, your, um, what other airlines have achieved instead of that, that I'm telling you how, how super and cool and, and, and good this is. Um, but on, on a higher level, as I mentioned, it's about efficiency, it's about data quality, it's about reducing delay and, and generating financial savings. Um, this is about the benefits that, that can be achieved. Which airlines are currently using electronic fueling is uh, question number six. Um, yeah, again, here, same as for the airports. Uh, unfortunately, we, we, we do not have a complete list of airlines that are using electronic fueling. Um, again, what, what, what I can provide is a, a list of airlines that are using our solution, but definitely, uh, without a doubt, this is not the, the complete list of airlines that are using electronic fueling. But just to give you an overview, um, from, from, from our solutions point of view, again, um, Lufthansa is, is using electronic fueling, Swiss Airlines, Austrian Airlines, 
Eurowings, Air Dolomiti, Lufthansa Cityline, um, Edelweiss Air, um, also Cathay Pacific, for example, is using it, um, just to give you a few names. Um, so this is quite a, a uh, growing number and uh, already a very, very common technology to, to, to go for. Question number seven, how does IATA's fuel data standard relate to e-fueling or to electronic fueling? Um, IATA fuels data standard is essential, is, is important, is, is, is required. Um, so basically the IATA fuel data standard defines the syntax of fuel messages. And in, in, in simple words or non-techy words, it, it reflects the, the digital language to exchange fuel information. Um, now this is the um, XML standard, it's called AIDX, DX. And this basically defines how a fuel order has to uh, look like, how a fuel acknowledgement, uh, acknowledgement has to look like, how uplifts are defined and all that stuff you, you require in order to exchange data on that topic. And um, it's, it's already available. Um, you can check that also out on, on IATA's uh, homepage, IATA.org. Um, it's, it's steadily enhanced, it's steadily improved, enhanced with additional data types, with additional data fields, um, with, with, with more information. So this is a, a growing, a living um, standard, and um, 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 but we're already supporting it. And yeah, this is um, super important in, in, in terms of, of, of e-fueling. Um, what's the impact of, of COVID-19 to, to electronic fueling? Uh, this is <laughs> an interesting question, and uh, I invite you, um, yeah, it's a simple answer. I invite you to, to listen to yesterday's um, podcast or, again, check our blog post, uh, yesterday's blog post, um, to, to give you a summarized answer on that. Currently, IATA is recommending to, to use electronic fueling in order to avoid face-to-face -face communication between cockpit crew and and the fuel supplier. So among other measures, this, this shall help to minimize basically potential infection sources of, 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 of Corona, of COVID-19. So um, I think it, yeah, full stop. I think there's, there's nothing to add. I think this already provides um, uh, enough information. As I mentioned, um, just have a look on our, on our blog again. There's a, a huge blog post about the topic, how COVID-19 is influencing um, electronic fueling and why it makes sense for Ella now even more than ever to go for a um, for, to go for electronic fueling um, in order to reduce the the potential risk or to minimize the potential risk of a COVID nineteen infection for their for their cockpit crew. Question number nine: um, Which fueling process steps are covered by electronic fueling? Uh, I think I have I've, I've talked about that earlier. I mentioned that earlier in one of my my answers. Um, electronic fueling basically covers the the entire operational fueling process. Um, initial pr uh, provisioning of a flight schedules, initial fuel orders, fuel updates, fuel order updates, um, all process milestones, um, fuel uplift, fuel received acknowledgements, and so on and so forth. So it covers the, the entire operational um, fueling process. Question number 10, how are fuel orders submitted to fuel providers or into plane agents? Um, yeah, I think I also talked about this. This is basically handled via the the data distribution platform. Um, uh, for example, with, with our solution, it's called eFueling Hub, that connects airlines on the one side and interplane agents or fuel providers on, on the other side, and then uh, distributes and, and handles all, all the messages that are exchanged by, by the two parties. That means an airline um, places a fuel order via ACAS, via EFB. Um, this is then um, submitted to um, the, the data distribution platform forward to the respective um, 
um, fuel supplier, then the messages um, are sent back to, to the airline and so on and so forth. So it's basically a, yeah, a distribution platform in, in the middle connecting all the different, different parties. Question number 11, our main airports are currently not connected to e-fueling. What can we do? <laughs> Good question. So in, I'm pretty sure you, you've already checked the list of connected airports on, on our blog and uh, you couldn't know, couldn't find your, your hub. Um, I would say it's uh, let's let's talk. It's time for a joint project. That that's my my frank answer. Um, but but seriously, we are trying to connect as many airports as possible. However, sometimes it it how to say it, it needs the initiative and and the support of an airline um, to connect an airport. Um, yeah, I think this um, the diplomatic answer. From from a technical point of view, this this actually this isn't a big deal. So so we are. We are really we are happy to discuss um, in case you'd like to see another airport on the list of electronic fueling ready um, airports. Um, get in touch with us um, and let's let's see how, what we what we can do together. Um, we would love to to connect even more airports, um, but sometimes, as I mentioned, it, it needs the support of um, a a strong player um, at, at that airport. Question number twelve. Um, I read about the no fuel indicator on your blog. How does that relate to electronic fueling? Um, the, the, the no fuel indicator is, is more or less a add-on we've, we've implemented um, in our solution. The, the core idea uh, is basically that the cockpit crew sends out a message to the fuel provider when the, 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 the aircraft is um, en route, um, sends out the message to the fuel provider in case refueling is not required. And by doing so, that means that the fuel provider uh, does not have to send a truck to the position um, to have a truck available at the position when the aircraft um, lands or arrives and therefore um, the the provisioning costs of the truck um, are not to be paid that means no fuel indicator is a super easy way to reduce fuel related costs um, of course it only works on, on tankering routes um, long-haul routes are, are not um, the routes to go for um, but for airlines that are using a lot of um, uh, that are that are operating a lot of short uh, haul routes and um, this is really a a source for um, Quite a considerable um, saving potential, and sorry to say it again, but um, we we have also a blog post about um, no fuel indica indicator in detail, what savings are related to it. So again, you can check this on, on our on our blog. Who? Question number thirteen. Two more to go. <laughs> uh, question number thirteen. Does e-fueling, electronic fueling, support digital signatures? Um, not yet. Unfortunately, not yet, but uh, IATA is currently driving this initiative and they want to add digital signatures to the uh, to the fuel data standard, fuel data message standard. And as soon as this is uh, implemented, we will implement that also to our solution in order to, um, yeah, even to, to have that ready with our solution to pro, uh, support that process and um, the digital signage process um, even better than, than it's done in, in the past. So as soon as this will be available, um, We'll implement that, and uh, currently it looks like this will be. Um, the IATA is working quite heavily on that topic, and I think they, it will be ready in um, quite a short time period. And finally, <laughs> question number fourteen. Love that question. And where can I find more information about electronic fueling? Um, I, I would say two ways. Um, IATA is definitely a good source um, to have a look on it. They provide a lot of details on on, on, on fueling in general, but especially about electronic fueling. Um, about the data standards, AIDX, and all that stuff. So it's, it's a perfect place to start. Um, hey guys, sorry to interrupt the podcast, um, but there's there's one thing very important to me. Um, 
We, we recently saw that many of you um, are listening to our podcast. We have hundreds and thousands of, of daily listeners on, on the different channels on, on Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, or especially Podomatic. Um, but we saw that um, still a lot of you haven't subscribed to our podcast. So we really invite you to, to subscribe to, to the podcast um, in order to make sure that you, you never miss a, a new episode. And it really means a, a lot to us if you, if you subscribe. So make sure um, wherever you're listening to the podcast, Podcast, um, hit the subscribe button um, really means a lot to me thank you and now um, back to the podcast but you know for, for, for me a digital fueling process when, when we talk about airlines when we talk about fueling processes a, a digital fueling process is more than improving an airlines fueling process itself I consider it as something very innovative and as a tool to really drive an airline's overall efficiency. Uh, let, let's, let's, let's talk about that step by step. Um, I think there, there's no doubt that the primary goal of electronic fueling, of a digital fueling process is, as the word says, is to digitize an airline's operational fuel process, right? And the other way around, nonetheless, Operating a digital fueling solution, operating a digital fueling process that improves or that, that helps to improve, that, that enables, that, that streamlines a whole or that will streamline a whole bunch of downstream processes. And I think by doing that, I will get very, very tactical and detailed on, on the downstream process in a second, but I think this is a direct driver of an airline's efficiency. And we all know efficiency is the thing that airlines need in a post-COVID time. Of course, it is about passenger numbers, it is about earning money, it is about revenue. But in the end, it's also about which airline is the most efficient one, who is able or which airline is able to compete in a, in a super, super challenging market. And to, to give you a little backstory on that, on the downstream process, um, I, I recently joined a meeting um, with a huge airline regarding this digital um, approach. Um, was an airline from, from Asia. And we, we, we sat together in a <laughs> virtual room, but a huge virtual room, I can say that, um, because so many different departments wanted to join. So there was, of course, the fuel department, there was the operations department, the environmental department, um, two, three guys from contracts and procurement, one or two guys from the IT department, two, three guys from the data analytics department, and on and on and on. Now, question very often people ask then is, what the heck have those departments, contracts, IT, data analytics, probably also operations, what do they have to do with a digital fueling approach? Now, the, the trick is that most of them are not needed to implement or operate a digital fueling process. In, in that case, we're really okay with, with operations. Um, of course, you, you need a few guys from IT and to get the contract signed, you need some guys from procurement, but that's it. You don't need people from environmental department or from, from data analytics, um, even very often you don't need people from the fuel department because it's all handled by the operations department. Anyways, um, as I mentioned initially, 
a digital fueling approach is more than just a operational process. It, it really builds the foundation to improve downstream process and to drive the airline's efficiency. And, and that's why so many colleagues from, from different airline departments always join those meetings and want to know more about that approach in order to figure out how they can use that foundation to optimize, to streamline, to drive their processes. So what are the processes we're talking about? What are the downstream processes? As I said, re really want to get very, very detailed and tactical on that. First of all, super um, practical example. Think about the emission trading scheme, EUETS. Uh, let's be frank, from, from the very beginning, there is not one single airline in the whole world that truly, truly loves the European emission trading scheme. At least I've never met one. And, and I can tell you I've met representatives from so many airlines in my, in my life. None of them really likes that. However, EU ETS is here. It is a requirement and airlines have to deal with it. Full stop, right? And, and therefore, the goal for every airline should be to, to make this task as efficient as possible. So you have to do, deal with it, make it as efficient as possible. And in this context, a digital fueling approach reflects really an essential pillar, a super essential pillar to drive the efficiency of the entire EU ETS process. And if you ask why that, because you probably heard that answer several times, it, it is because the digital nature of digital fueling. Right, so quickly recap, digital fueling first and foremost eliminates manual processes, it eliminates paperwork. And moreover, it establishes a all digital airline fueling process. That means accordingly that a considerable part of the data that is required for ETS, that is required for reporting, for monitoring, is available digitally. There is no longer the need to collect fuel figures manually, to collect fuel milestones manually, to collect all the data manually. And, and that means, of course, subsequently, the entire ETS emission trading scheme process is, is boosted from one, from one moment to the, to the next to an entirely new efficiency level. And even better, I think, on top of that, and due to eliminating the manual process, the overall process quality is, is improved additionally. So that helps to avoid potential fines by the competent authority and streamlines the regular required verification process. So ETS is definitely one downstream process that so massively, massively benefits from a digital fueling approach. Other example, data analytics. And I, I, I'm not too fond of, this, uh, of the, this, this, this sentence, because it, it's definitely, it is used too often. However, it, it, it is simply true. Data is the new gold. It's simply one of the most essential resources a company can have, data. Thing is, unfortunately, at, at, at many airlines, the fueling process still is a, let's call it, it's, it's a blind spot when it comes to data. There is no data available digitally 
when it comes to fuel milestones, when it comes to uplift figures and all the things. Again, therefore, digitizing an airline's fueling process also means generating an entirely, entirely new source for relevant data. Fuel figures, fueling times, process milestones, and on and on and on. Now, the possibilities for your data analytics department, they're truly, simply immense. Just think about analyzing what's the exact reason for fuel-related delays in order to reduce fuel-related delays. What's the impact of the fuel process on the entire turnaround process? Is there, for example, a critical path during the fuel process that impacts the entire turnaround? Are there variations according to different aircraft types, to airports, and on and on and on. There's so much you can do once you have that fuel data available. Your data analytics team will, frankly, uh, um, will literally freak out when they get that, uh, get that data, right? Um, but let's move on. Another, another very good example I love very much is about invoicing and clearing. And I think this, this aspect that, that really goes hand in hand with emission trading schemes. Many airlines that, that rely on a manual fuel process, they, they very often report issues with wrong invoices. And, and on top of that, there's always, there's always the potential of incorrect payments and ultimately the loss of money, right? So an electronic digital fuel process gives you as an airline the complete control of your costs. Since every, 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 every piece of data is available digitally, you can really eliminate invoice mistakes and the risk of paying too much. And I think moreover, electronic fueling really drives the complete invoicing and clearing process. Again, repeating myself due to its digital nature. It's always the same story. Let's get things digital, let's drive efficiency. There is no longer a need for manual input, copying paper, manual cross-checking. This is a new digital world airlines should, should start with, right? And finally, last very practical example, fuel provider management. And, and this is based again on the aspect I've just mentioned, of the aspect of data availability. I think every airline assesses its, or I know every airline assesses its fuel provider regularly and renews or renegotiate contracts. Now, once you have a proper data foundation, this process is, is actually both more efficient and it is fact-based. You can very easily answer questions like, did the provider meet SLAs? What's the on-time performance of your fuel provider? How often did he send wrong invoices? And many other questions that might come into your head. There are, let me put it that way, there are many extremely relevant questions to discuss and to bring to the table once you're renegotiating, reassessing your contract with a fuel provider. And there's a lot of, lots of money on the table. So therefore, a comprehensive set of data simply helps enormously to underpin your standpoint when negotiating with a provider. 
Hey everyone, uh, welcome to a, another episode of our podcast. Um, first of all, I do hope you're um, doing well, you're safe, um, you, your your friends, your family, you're all safe um, uh, at home um, during this um, exceptional situation, this crisis. I'm, I hope you're, you're doing well um, and doing your best to get through um, the situation. Um, nonetheless, I'm, I'm happy to share another episode of our ID1 audio experience today with you. Um, an episode which basically um, resulted out of many discussions I had with um, airlines, representatives from, from airlines um, in Europe, in, in Middle East, also in Asia, based on um, the articles or the blog posts I, I recently wrote about e-fueling. And this, this session today, this podcast today will be a, an interesting one. Um, since I would like to combine theoretical thoughts with um, practical um, benefits in this episode. And the thing I would like to talk about today, um, which I'm, I'm really pumped about, and I, I will talk about later uh, again, um, I, I had the feeling during my discussions with, with people from, from airlines that um, this aspect isn't, um, isn't obvious to them. Um, so what I would like to talk, uh, what I would like to to talk about today is um, why the network effect is still still grossly underrated by airlines. Um, so as I said, we have to start with a little um, theoretical um, part for that podcast. Um, network effect. Um, I'm not sure if you heard about that. I guess most of you at least heard about the network effect, but I would quickly like to introduce. Um, the theory behind the network effect to you and explain very quickly why the network effect is so unbelievably powerful. And after that theoretical part, we will then transfer this network effect and we'll tell you why um, or what this network effect has to do with e-fueling with um, the, the digital um, fueling process. If you haven't heard about e-fueling, um, you can... Uh, just listen to, to one of our uh, latest podcasts. Um, we have two or three podcasts which are um, about e-fueling. We also have a lot of blog posts you can quickly read through just to get a impression what e-fueling or a digital um, fueling process is about. Um, pretty pretty good to, to know that um, in order to, to understand um, this, this podcast today. So network effect, let's start with that. Um, in case you haven't heard of this theory before, uh, as I said, I will quickly I quickly explain it. In simple words, the the network effect describes the value an additional user of goods or services brings to other users um, who are already using this service or this product. Um, there are different types of network effects, of course. Um, the easiest way to explain it is, um, or, and the, probably the, the most prominent example is um, the telephone. So the value of a phone can be defined by the number of people that are connected to the phone network, or in other words, the number of pot potential connections that are available. So let us, let us take a, a quick trip back in time when the telephone was invented. I'm, I'm not sure when it was, um, I guess, um, beginning of the 20th century. Um, the first two people who owned a phone, um, I'm pretty sure they didn't enjoy um, the network effect uh, very much because there was exactly one, precisely one person they can call um, because there were only two people who owned a telephone. With um, the third person who then owned a telephone, the number of possible connections increased to three. 
this is or this was still not amazing but at least yeah if, if you were one of the three people um you had the possibility to phone to other people now let's let's take a few steps forward um once 10 people owned the phone back in time the number of possible connections already and rapidly jumped to 45. I will tell you how this calculated later on, but um, just just listen to the numbers first. So 45 is already not bad, but but things get better. Things get better. I can I can I can promise. Um, once we reach, for example, once uh, uh, the, the hundred phone uh, hundred phone owners was reached or have been reached, the number of possible connections exploded to 4,950. So almost 5,000 possible connections, telephone connections, have been possible with hundred owners of phones and with 1500 owners of a phone the number of possible connections already exceeds 1 million and i, I think you, you know where this where this story ends so uh, the, the number of possible connections exponentially growth with the number of people who are owning a phone that means with every person with every additional user of a phone um the number of potential connections massively grows and with um, already 10,000 users um, that the number of connections already grown to I don't know 4 million billion whatever it might be um, so there's a pretty straight formula it's um, n multiplied by n minus one um, uh, divided by two quite easy so but but why I'm telling you all this and and how how is this connected to e-fueling um, as I said, after my recent posts about e-fueling, um, many discussions, I had many discussions with people from airlines all over the globe. And the, the discussions um, mainly revolved around, of course, technical aspects, which is um, quite obvious. So how to implement e-fueling, um, which systems are required, what are the, the technical requirements and stuff like this. Absolutely obvious, absolutely um, reasonable. On the other side, um, quite often we discuss the related benefits for an airline when using e-fueling or when introducing a digital fueling process. And it was exactly in those discussions when it was about the benefits, um, when I realized that many airlines consider that topic, the topic of e-fueling, the topic of a digital fueling process, they they still consider many of the airlines still consider it as a how to call it airline internal topic so so what 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 do i mean with that primarily the airlines discussed and thought about how to implement that digital fueling process at their main hub or main hubs or main main base and based on that um based on that fact they made up their mind and which benefits they can achieve by doing so and very important don't get me wrong of course airlines achieve the most significant effect of a digital fueling process at their main hub this is this is for sure because most of their flights are arriving and departing at their main hub totally right but coming back to my initial phone example and and why did i tell you all this, this phone stuff i, I don't want to i don't want to sell you a phone um Although having the possibility to give one person a call brings already a benefit. Remember, those two persons who, have, uh, who are using a, a telephone already had that benefit um, that, they, that they could call each other. Um, the benefit grows or crew with the number of connected person. So let's make that now tangible and translate it to our e-fueling solution. 
Um, I give you some numbers from, from our product. Um, together with um, seven clients, which are currently using our e-fueling solution, we have already connected 45 airports where e-fueling is available. And in fact, that, that didn't um, happen overnight and was only possible due to the fantastic clients. But now there's this, 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 um, this potential of 45 airports which are already available to all of the seven clients. And accordingly, that means if an additional airline starts now with e-fueling, if an additional airline enters that world of e-fueling, that network of e-fueling, and connects it, its, its, its main base, in case this, this isn't e-fueling ready, the airline can also directly, directly use e-fueling at 45 other airports. And on the other hand, all of the already existing clients can then use e-fueling at that one additional station which have been added by the new client. So get the number straight. With one new airline and respectively one additionally connected airport, the number of potential connections grew by 53. So 45 existing for the, um, for the new airline plus the new connected airport for the new airline and seven existing airlines who can now use the, um, the additional um, connected airports. 45 plus one plus seven, 53 new potential connection within that network. And indeed, due to the um, supply demand setup of, of e-fueling, um, the network effect is slightly different and, and less significant compared to the phone example I, I gave you in the beginning. Nevertheless, due to the, to the high amount of already connected airports, the 45 we already have, additional airlines already enter a, a considerable network. And on the other side, one additional connected airport brings enormous value to many existing already connected airports. And this is more or less a, a double-sided effect significantly growth with every new airline and subsequently connected airport. So the network effect provides value to both, to existing airlines because um, they don't, don't have to do anything um, and can, can use um, e-fueling at an um, additional airport. And of course, to new airlines because they already enter a ready to be used network of connected airline, uh, airports, sorry for that. So from my point of view, the existing network of e-fueling ready airports provides an enormous additional potential to airlines that are currently considering to implement a digital fueling process. And compared to the, to the direct benefits, which, which can be realized at their main hub, this network effect is, as I said, initially most often crossly underrated. That therefore airlines, from my point of view, from my perspective, should definitely not only take into account what the uh, benefit at their main hub can be, but also which massive additional benefit this network brings and how this network can grow the more airlines and the more airports are connected to that airport. So <laughs> finally, I hope it wasn't too theoretical. I hope it was, uh, wasn't too many numbers um, and that I could provide some value. Let me know if you have some questions um, about that, that setup, about that effect. Um, hit me up on Twitter, send me an email. Um, I guess you have the, the, the details. Um, hit me up, send me a detail and I would love to welcome you again in one of our next sessions. Till then, stay safe, stay healthy, have a hopefully good time for you, your friends, your family, and 
I'm looking forward to welcoming you again in one of our next episodes. Till then, cheers, thank you, and bye-bye. Hey guys, podcast is over. Thanks very much for listening. Um, but before you leave, um, you could do me one last favor. Uh, it really means the world to me and to the whole team if you could follow us on, on YouTube. We are putting out so much video content at the moment, a daily video show called uh, Ben Talks. We've got a weekly session um, called Ask Ben, behind the scenes material, really limitless video material about airlines, KPIs, innovations, our thoughts, our products, and so much more. So um, really means the world to me. Head over to YouTube, search for information design one, the word one, not the number one. And then you will find our channel. Uh, make sure to follow it and enjoy our video content. Have a great day. Cheers and bye-bye.